0: My name is Monty Moran. Uh, I am your host for the Monday Night Calls every first Monday of the month, and sometimes more often than that. I'm a Young Living Silver. And what I want to do before we even get into the promos is I want to give you a layout of what we're going to do tonight. And that is, first, I'm going to give you some stats on network marketing overall in general, including Young Living. Second, I'll go into GoPro and some takeaways from that. And then third, I'm going to give you a call to action This for this week, which is basically a day-by-day, step-by-step, all right, so how are we going to do this? So before I go into that, um, just put this in your mind before we even get into promos, and that is um, what do you believe you are worth, and how, do you, how can you earn what you are worth or what you believe you're worth? Just let that simmer for a little bit. Okay, so with promos. I love when Jen does the emails because then I can just scroll right to the promos. Okay, so for 100 PV, and I'm just going to go through the list, 100 PV, this is a new ER bonus. You get 5 mils of tea tree oil. For 190 PV, I'm just going to list them all again, 5 mils of tea tree, 5 mils of nutmeg, and 5 mils of orange vitality. At the 250 PV, I'm going to talk about this a little bit later too with some numbers, You get uh, five mils of tea tree, five mils of nutmeg, five mils of orange vitality, and you get uh, one box of Ninxia Nitro. There's 14 tubes in the box. And so I got a story with the Ninxia Nitro, and that is, uh, I think it was three years ago. Was it three years ago? Yeah. Three years ago when Nitro came out. Uh, It was my parents' first convention. And, of course, you know, when everything comes out, me and Jen always try something. And we both tried the nitro, but because we were so jacked up about convention anyway, we really didn't feel anything. But my dad, who is now retired, uh, back then, uh, he worked in the oil fields for 40-some years. It, basically, all he did was drive 5 to 600 miles a day checking wells. And so his days are long, and that's a lot of time behind a wheel it's every single day. So by the time he got to convention, he was dragging his feet, walking slow, head down, didn't have much to say, and we slipped him a nitro. And I, I tell you right now, it was like probably the most amazing thing was, like imagine a wilting flower, and it like comes to life. That was my dad. Like it, all of a sudden, I think he grew like three inches taller. Uh, he started talking a, a lot and quite quick, and actually talked pretty fast. And um, it, it for me, it was eye-opening. It was like, oh my gosh, okay, that really does work. Uh, so that was that's in the 250 PV. For 300 PV, again, 5 mils of tea tree, 5 mils of nutmeg, 5 mils of orange vitality, the box of nitro, 15 mils of abundance, which is a great oil right now to think about uh, your abundance for not only the best time of the year for young living as far as sales, but also um, just punting for the new year. Uh, in addition to that, there's also 5 mil of excite oil. And if you've never heard of excite oil, well, that's because it's new. It's uh, something that Young Living just came out with this month, and so that's on the uh, essential rewards bonuses right now. Okay. So let me get into the, some of the stats about network marketing because I think if I set this up correctly, um, it will kind of like just change your mindset as far, as far as, all right, so remember stars, 500 in volume, senior stars, 2,000, executives, 4,000 dollars in volume but here's what uh, is going on on a bigger picture last year including part of this year walmart in the fiscal year 2015 to 2016 earned in revenue 482 billion dollars one company young living one billion okay so we have some room to grow uh, And we'll talk about this a little bit later but i'm going to talk you know A lot of it's going to be replacement buying because there's a lot of stuff at Walmart that people are buying that they could replace uh, by buying some of the Young Living products. In addition to, well, not in addition to, you know what, let Walmart still sell the toilet paper, the Kleenexes, and kitty litter. They can take care of that. All the other personal care products and things like that, we can take care of that. Uh, Network marketing um, as an entire industry, 2015. 183 billion dollars worldwide, uh, and they go into you know. If you think about the numbers that are paid to distributors via commission, uh, that could be up to almost 40 percent. And obviously, Young Living, uh, you know, when you do the fast start, it's 25 percent. But what they don't include is, well, I can also break down break down the numbers. Like generally, like whatever your PV is, your overall PV is, you're probably going to make. Once you get to a certain point, you're probably get like a leadership point. You're probably gonna make ten percent of that. Um, but some of the factors that are involved in that is gonna be bonuses. It's gonna be um, volume. If they're gonna be um, wholesale customers, retail customers, things like that. Those are gonna be all factors with that. But uh, in general, well, actually, let me talk about this. Thirty-six billion dollars in U.S. alone with network marketing, and that was up five percent from two thousand fourteen. So there's a lot of room for uh... growth if you think about what what walmart is doing i think we can kind of get in their way and kind of take away from uh... their fire because um, we are definitely on the grow we've always been on the grow as far as a network marketing industry and definitely young living my gosh if you think about what young living has done in the last five years it's grown uh... from a two hundred fifty million to a billion it's like it's quadrupled its size and just in revenue so we have room um, but I'm going to give you some other numbers that are some stats about this so with Bloomberg they said that there's 20 million people that are in the industry now what they didn't say is how many people are business leaders and how many people are customers they said people in the industry so obviously there's going to be a mixture of that uh, 7 out of 10 are millennials 1 out of 6 of all households are involved. In some sort, and I guess probably the question would be: So, why? Why that many that many people? And a lot of it is because, and this is, this is also listed with Bloomberg as one: flexible schedule. You can work this business whenever you want, uh, as long as you're working the business. It could be after work, it could be before work, it could be over lunch hour, um, it could be your Friday afternoons you take off, it could be your weekends who knows what it is, depending on what kind of shifts you work. Um, th- that's one of the big deals was flexibility schedule. And this goes into probably two of the biggest groups right now that are looking for this, this type of lifestyle, and that is the millennials. Millennials are looking for a flexible work schedule. They're also looking for a better work-life balance so that their whole life is not based around work. Um, also... Baby Boomers. Baby Boomers are retiring, but a lot of Baby Boomers are realizing that if they even just work a part-time job, they keep their faculties sharp, They're usually they're in better shape, and usually they live longer because they're, they still stay involved. And so these two groups, the Millennials and the Baby Boomers, are totally digging on what we are doing as far as Young Living and Network Marketing in general is flexible time and uh, a great balance between work and life. Uh, one of the other stats was that the reason why people do this is because there's a higher percentage of annual income. And so if they look at the number like, okay, so of all Americans who are making over 50000 most people that are in, in network marketing are 58% like above that versus most Americans, like I think half Americans are over 50000 So... Uh, we got ahead. We got we're ahead on that one. But here's a, I guess this would be the most interesting part is that, so I talked about the millennials and I talked about the baby boomers, but actually the majority of all people that are in network marketing are age 35 to 54. Why? I don't know, but obviously we can see that there's going to be a boom between millennials and baby boomers. Baby boomers because. Um, They're looking for that flexible schedule and a great work-life balance. Uh, And also, one more, more, two more things. The wellness sector is the highest in sales, so we are, like, right there where we should be. So if you're ever wondering, like, you know, is is young living a good fit for me? Well, if you're into a balanced work-life schedule, if you're into a flexible schedule, if you're into the possibility of of earning a higher income than 50% of Americans, and if you're into... Wellness, you're probably in the right company, more more likely than not. Uh, and just a little tidbit: 36% of all sales in, in direct sales slash network marketing is all in the south. In south, I mean, like if you draw a diagonal line from Texas to Virginia and went down, 36 36% of the entire country, that's where the sales are. Um, so for the rest of us that are in the north. We have a huge opportunity to, like, kill it because uh, the numbers are there for us to, like, really, like, step it up. Okay, so that's some of the stats. Like, okay, so those are some big numbers. We went from, like, little people – well, I can't say little people, but, I mean, small-mindedness about, you know, can I make Star with $500 versus um, Young Living doing a billion and Walmart doing 482000000000 billion. I'm just trying to, like, bridge that concept with, you know, what numbers are – Um, But let's go into GoPro, all right, because we need to get into uh, wrapping our minds around the concepts of what we believe in and what we think we can do and what's holding us back. So what I've learned with GoPro, and mind you, all right, so here's my story, is that two weeks ago I'm sitting here and I'm looking at my schedule and I have GoPro in Las Vegas on the books for basically Thursday through Monday flying in and flying out. And I my daughter's dance competition in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So I'm kind of torn, but I kind of let, you know, I let my daughter know, like, you know, I kind of really committed to this this thing in Vegas a long time ago before you guys even had your dance schedule, so I probably will make it. And by some sort of, like, magical opportunity, I was able to get into both places at the same time. And this is how we did it, is... Yeah, I went to Milwaukee and I watched her dance and and I got all kinds of videos and pictures recorded. But while I was there between dance sessions and um, the night before and the day after things like that, I had GoPro live stream pull up so I could watch and listen to the leaders talk about what they do, how they did it, and, you know, Tony Robbins, it's how do you – how – can the rest of us do the same? So what I learned is that there's two types of leaders. There's the leaders that were groomed as a kid. So think about um, well, okay. So look at conventions lately. Lately, a convention you used well used to be a convention was mostly adults, and there was a few kids in kids camp. And now lately, in the last two years, there's been a lot of kids who are actually at general session. Um, that are walking in the hallways with the parents. It's become, a, a, you know, a family thing where, you know, kids are, are starting to, like, be in the know about the business and Young Living and what's, what it's all about. Um, <clears throat> not all these people grew up as kids in, in network marketing. A lot of these leaders were, you know, they were groomed as, like, if their uh, dad was a uh, construction manager or operator or owner, um, the kids are picking up wood scraps, they were, you know, quickly picking up hammers and saws and learning the, the craft of uh, their dad's business, um, it could have been retail shops, who knows what it was, but a lot of them were groomed early on because um, they basically were hired, I wouldn't even say hired, they actually were sired to help, kids Kids working for the family uh, to do the business. and. You'll notice that usually the kids who are groomed in doing this get it real quick and they usually, as soon as they are out of high school, sometimes not even out of high school, they're on to the next big thing and they're and they're ready to go versus um, sometimes when you have a sheltered life you have no clue where you're going and, well, that's where the movies like Failure to Launch happen is because they weren't groomed right away. <clears throat> the second type of person, and this is probably the – you know, the groomed, the groomed kids when they grew up, not really a compelling story, interesting, yeah. The compelling stories were the majority of people were, well, they had a massive breakdown and a breakthrough. Either their whole world fell apart, um, could be a desk could be finances, could be who knows what it was, but everything fell apart, they did some soul searching and had a massive breakthrough. Tony Robbins was probably the poster child of that. Um, and there's many others, but they had a massive breakdown and a breakthrough. So that was basically the two types of leaders at, at GoPro. Um, and these people, not only, like, did they start out either groomed or had a massive breakdown and a breakthrough to get started, but as they kept going through their network marketing business, or direct sales, um, they weathered the storm. So didn't matter if... Um, there were back orders, if the company had some issues or somebody else was doing some dirty press on them, whatever it was, they weathered the storm. If their if quote leaders were seduced to go to a different company, they always weathered the storm. They made it through, <clears throat> they always learned a lesson and they allowed their characters to be matured. And what they did is, and Randy Gates talks about this, is they answered the bell versus ringing the bell. And I'll just talk about this real quick. So <clears throat> the seals, when they go through their intensive training, there's a giant bell in the middle of the island. And at any time, if they feel like they can't keep going, like they just, they just don't have it to make it through, at any time they can ring the bell and, you know, they can pack their bags and leave and no one says anything. Which basically means they ring the bell they quit answering the bell is more in the boxing uh arena type thing where uh think rocky like every time you get knocked down you get back up get knocked down you get back up the bell rings get a chance to take a break not quit but when the bell rings again you have an opportunity like either either throw in the towel or answer the bell of course, Rocky always answered the bell. And so a lot of these people, they answered the bell because they weathered the storms, they learned the lessons, they allowed their character to mature, and that's what kept them going. Uh, and I'll talk a, a little bit more about what, you know, some characteristics of these leaders were, but um, I think probably the, the most interesting thing, I think it might even been the entire theme of the weekend last weekend in Las Vegas was Everyone has baggage. Nobody is perfect. Nobody has started their business or started anything and went through it crystal clear or clean nobody there's always some sort of baggage and this baggage could be self limiting beliefs either they either they acquired them or they were talked into them or Maybe they didn't learn lessons, or maybe they just rang the bell. Um, but with all these people who have baggage, there's always options, and those options are, well, like what Tony Robbins did. He said he has tackled all of his self limiting beliefs slash fears. And just a little reminder, okay, so what fears is, technically, is fears is a... Uh, it's short for false evidence appearing real. Or you could actually replace the E with expectations because that also kind of comes into play too. So anything that you, that you might tell yourself or someone else tells you as far as, well, you know, I'll never make silver or I'll never make, you know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a star, but there's no way I could get to 2,000. Those are self limiting beliefs and the more you can think about that on the negative side, the more that's going to like start imprinting on you, and that's where that self limiting belief comes in. Um, the hard part is, how do you get rid of it? There was a, you know, with GoPro, they actually set this up so that the speakers walk through the audience, um, Eric did this, uh, Tony Robbins also did this, is they walk through the audience, they ask questions. They had floating microphones around the entire place, so if someone had something going on, and they could just call somebody out of the crowd, um, out of the blue, randomly, and and talk about things, and really work through things. There's a few people who had no clue what their beliefs were or what was holding them back, and as soon as they started um, asking just a few prime questions, they started to realize what that belief was, and of course, you can just, like, fix it right there at the moment, but a lot of them, they went back the same night, they addressed it, and they came back the same day, and you could just see that the the look in their eyes, the way they held their posture, that something shifted. Um, and you may not know what that belief is, and so sometimes the, the, the big deal is, when you're trying to address a, a self-limiting belief is, first got to acknowledge it. A lot of it's going to be searching, like, okay, so uh, if, if you believe, well, let's go on the same story. It's like you're a star and there's no, you believe there's no way you can hit senior star because it's, like, from 500 to 2,000 TV. Well, then you need to think, okay, so w- w- why? why? Why do you think that? And it could go back to, well, if I, you know, started making money, then, you know, people are going to want to, like, want some of my money because now I'm making money, and so I'm afraid to make money because I'm afraid I'm going to lose it. That could be the why. So it's not really the number from going 500 to 2,000. The why was actually, well, they're afraid that if they make money, they're going to lose money for some random reason that um, really doesn't exist. It's a fear. It's false evidence or even a false expectation. <clears throat> but, you know, you got to play with that idea as far as, like, all right, so what am I doing with this? Am I, what are my beliefs, and, and what, do I, what do I think is impossible? Once you acknowledge what that self-limiting belief is, then you can address it. And then, like I just said, you know, um, question it. You know, like, well, why do I think that? Or why do I think I can't do this? As soon as you start asking questions, and I always tell Jen the answer is in the question, so you know, ask the right questions, um, it will come up. as soon as that comes up, then you can acknowledge that. uh, It could be instantaneous, like, all right, I just made a shift. Or it could take a week to ten days for it to sink in and actually, like, make the full shift. Gloria Mayfield Banks. She was probably, like, one of the funnest ones to talk about because she was very provocative in her, her title, of her talk, her title was about entitlement and, you know, a lot of people say, you know, uh, millennials right now feel like they're entitled to everything. If, if something doesn't happen quickly, um, they have a hard time with it, they feel like they're entitled to a lot of things. That's totally not true. Um, I, I could call up a lot of millennials right now and they could probably back me up on um, on that one. Entitlement is, is basically like it's a spin off the right way with self learned beliefs because if you don't believe you can do something, then you've lost that potential title versus if you believe you can do something, you are basically like working yourself towards having that title. And working your working yourself towards having that title is if you do the plan of words is in title mint which is, you know, you're working on having a title. So, what do I mean? Um, if I was, if I was working in my business and I, I'm grasping a straws here. If I felt like I needed to work on my, per, my, in my on my massive person-to-person skills. Um, my entitlement could be, all right, well, I'm going to start doing a bunch of expos because if I do a bunch of expos, I'm going to have potentially, who, depending on what it is, 10 to maybe even 10,000 people walking by my booth and talking to me. I'll say not all 10,000, but you're going to have a lot of people talking to you. But with that repetition, um, I'm basically giving myself a title where, I have been working on my, pers- my person-to-person skills because I've been talking at Expo booths for, let's say, a year straight, and I've probably had, I don't know, let's give a round number, like 20,000 people in my face. Did they all sign up? No. But a lot of it is just going to be practice as far as, like, you know, where are people at, what are they interested in, why um, are they having a good time, things like that. But the entitlement part was I gave myself the title of, I'm good at doing person-to-person skills. But I got to there because I decided I need I needed a skill to get there, and that skill I decided to use was doing expos. Uh, at, you know, Adam Green was there too, and he, same thing with the entitlement thing, is, you know, Adam is a millennial, but his deal was, and, you know, I never knew about this, but he, he let it all out at, at GoPro is, you know, he always grew up, especially in high school, junior high high school with, and even part of college, about not being enough. And so, you know, with his entitlement with that one it was, uh, he basically gave himself the title that he's not enough because it was a self limited belief that he required from other people because he was smaller, he was skinnier, he, uh, he was uh, not as strong as the other ones, uh, not as athletic. And, uh, you know, it took, him, it took him some massive breakdowns before he got through his breakthrough. Probably the interesting part, though, is that all of these mentors or all of these coaches, all these leaders, uh, every single one of them had a mentor or a coach themselves. And so <clears throat> if I was, like, if me going back to doing an expo I can't just go and do an expo and and figure it out. I mean, yeah, it's good to go and do an expo and fail and figure out maybe, like, what didn't work. But if I did an expo and I had somebody else who has had experience in an expo, then that would be my coach or my mentor because I would see what they're doing and they would see what I'm doing and they could help me correct, you know, whatever I need to uh, polish or refine when I'm talking to people. Probably the interesting part, well, also, uh, okay, I'll talk about this. So Sir Richard Branson was on, and he's probably like one of my biggest icon idols, just in the fact that, you know, this guy has owned over 400 companies, and somehow, some way, he still seems to have a lot of free time in his hands and have a lot of fun. We want to know how that guy's doing it. Uh, in addition to that, <clears throat> Jordan Adler and Richard bliss Brook, both of them asked Sir Richard Branson questions, and a lot of it came down to, um, well, let me back up. So there's two basic uh, generic network marketing programs that I know of. One is the GoPro, and the other one is Mastermind Event, which is... Uh, Lately, it's been in Orlando, Florida. Both of them are generic. Uh, There's companies from all network marketing and direct sales companies. And the whole idea is nobody pitches anybody else. Nobody cares about anybody else's company. We're all leaders, and we're all here to learn how to be bigger and better leaders. Uh, And with that, typically, Jordan and Richard Blissbrook are in the mastermind circuit. So for me to see them in the GoPro, audience asking questions, I was like, wow. So, you know, one of the big things about being a leader is you're going to these events and you're learning more and more and more. And so if you think that you don't need to go to any events because you've you've got this nailed, uh, wrong answer because Jordan Adler is at the top of his company and he's still going to events, either speaking or asking questions, at other events because he still wants to learn how to become a bigger and better leader. Interesting note though is that Jordan is probably, is probably going to be the first network marketing astronaut for uh, Sir Richard Branson when uh, Branson does his uh, Virgin Galactic, his, his spaceship program. So that'll be interesting. Jordan's always talked about, you know, flying helicopters and wishing other friends had helicopter license so they could go fly around in helicopters together. So this is fitting for Jordan because he, you know, this is a chance for him to, you know, take it another step further. Well, uh, with that, maybe I should also say this too, is that network marketing, direct sales, I think one of the biggest things that we need to t- was to wrap our minds around. I do this pretty well is that this entire industry, like we're one big giant family, you know, so there can't be any animosity uh, between companies. Uh, I can tell you right now that I run into a lot of people from different companies because as I'm doing my out and about thing, it always comes up as far as, well, usually they bring it up first because I'm always trying to like, ask the questions and direct the conversation, but. You know, if someone tells me they're in a different company, the first thing I say is, because I know them all, is, I know all the companies, is, oh, yeah, that's a great company. I, you know, I have some friends are in that company. You know, you guys have some really great products, things like that. And I could be lying through my teeth, but <clears throat> because I might know about their products and, or I might read the labels. But uh, I always try to make friends with people in, in other network marketing companies because, I don't want any animosity, and I don't want any, you know, bad feedback. So if I tell them I like them and I, and I like what they do, and I like their company and I like their products, the law of reciprocity probably means that when they go around to talk about me, they're going to say, "Yeah, you know, he's in," and they won't mention the company, or maybe they will. And he's a really great guy. So that you know, basically the playing field remains neutral. Like I didn't, I didn't cause any. Rifts. They didn't cause any rifts. Um, they know where I'm at, and I know what they're at, as far as like what line, what side of the are, and what the companies. And uh, so, don't nay say any other uh, network marketing companies because they all either are helping us. Well, they all are. I mean, they're all helping us with increasing awareness because the more people who know about network marketing companies and the benefits, the better we all do. And let's face it. Um, There are a lot of companies out there, and it's just a matter of for someone to find the right one for them. And also we've all found the right one for ourselves, and we're blessed. So what I want to talk about now is – did I miss anybody? Oh, Tony Robbins. Oh, my God, I almost missed Tony Robbins. So Tony Robbins has probably been – the poster boy for the most self-improvement junkie addict I've ever seen because he has, I think he, he he tells people he reads about 300 books a year. It's not a book a day, but 300 a year. Maybe he goes through two in a, in a day and then takes a few days off. He has interviewed numerous people from um, – young people, old people, brand new people, experienced people, people who are down and out, people who are broke, uh, people who are millionaires, and people who are billionaires. And his entire intent is how does he make himself better by understanding the entire spectrum of where people are at and how they've gotten to that point. Tony goes into a lot of, uh, well, GoPro. I mean, Tony covers a lot of things. First of all, Tony could probably talk 36 hours straight. I think they gave him three hours, and that was definitely not enough for him. He had to, like, kind of hurry through at the end. Uh, He's high energy. He understands what it takes to put energy into anything. And so when he talks about, um, you know, your keys to... Uh, your breakthrough is, is, is you need to understand what state you're in now, what your story is, like what story do you want to tell the rest of the world like what your story is, and what is your strategy to hit to um, basically achieve that story? And let me click through to where Tony's I got a whole bunch of things I've taken off of Tony's. Oh my gosh. So Tony's talked about this. Failure is never a lack of resources. It's a, or failure is never a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness, which means that if you if you um, if you fail to sign up, let's go back to the expo thing. So let's say you had an expo and there was ten thousand people coming through, and you failed to sign up your your goal of ten people at that expo. Um, That wasn't a failure on resources because there was a lot of people there. It was basically like a lack lack of resourcefulness. So it could be maybe there were so many people and there were so many people talking to you and you were the only person at the booth because you wanted to run it yourself and you had a line of people behind you that you felt rushed and you never really gave anybody enough time to quickly form them and and eventually, like, you know, have them sign up. So maybe your resource that you were lacking was, or you're, you're being resourceful. resourceful was, well, if you're resourceful, you probably would have called somebody up and said, hey, this place is rocking right now, and I am in over my head, and I need someone else to come out here and help me out. That's a great way to be resourceful. Uh, it could be, well, maybe if you're doing uh, paper and pen, and you're trying to sign people up, that just takes too long because there's there's too many questions with the paper and pen and things like that. Versus if you had maybe three laptops lined up and, and they could go into your virtual office and sign up right there, um, not only would they probably sign up, but they would also probably order some more products as they signed up. Um, so, you know, that's just being resourceful. You know, So being resourceful is not exactly like having tools or people or things like that. It's how do you use those tools, how do you use those resources. It's basically creativity. And Sir Richard Branson talks about that a lot. He talked about, uh, you know, a lot of it is not about, you know, failing or having something not work or anything like that. It's, It's being creative. So if something didn't work, You better put on your creativity hat and go, all right, so if that didn't work, let's try this. Or if someone, you know, he talked about British Airlines doing some dirty uh, marketing campaigns against them. He got really creative and, you know, basically did a rebuttal, um, but on a more humorous side. I'll I'll just put it that way as far as using some uh, advertising and things like that. Some cheap advertising, mind you. Because... Branson really didn't have money in the beginning to to do much, so he was always very creative on uh, using his resources, which would be resourcefulness. Uh, Tony and beliefs. So Tony talked about if you don't know what you believe in or what you believe you can do, the number one thing you can do, and this even goes into heart math, is your heart starts beating on its own before your brain is even developed. So the heart became before the brain. And with that, also with heart math, they know that as far as electrical, uh, EMG, right? Electromagnetics, the impulse, the heart has more power than the brain does. So if, if you can actually tap into what your heart is really feeling, because it came before your brain, think about it when you're still a fetus, your heart knows the answers. So if you're trying to figure out, okay, so what do I believe in? What do I believe I can do? What do I believe my environment should be? All those things you can find in your heart. And he basically just had people put both hands on their heart And just listen and it was amazing how many people like went into tears how many people uh, just came out like awestruck as far as oh my gosh I think I know the answer like you know what I can do what I believe I can do and then a lot of this is going to be you know getting the mind around you know okay so now how do I do this Uh, who else was talking Oh, you know what I need to talk about is Tony's 10-10 rule. Okay, so Tony Robbins talked about how to increase your your worth, and so um, just write this down. So one one column, write down your current number of customers. So like, your how many people are in your downline right now, and then multiply that by how many dollars uh, per sale so if you have a uh, let's do some numbers here well we'll do a round number so let's see you have a thousand customers if a thousand customers are doing the one hundred PV, and let's say they do that twice a year you're Yearly volume would be two hundred thousand. Okay, so if they did it like twelve, twelve times a year, so once a month, um, it'd be one point two million. So you can do the math of that. So now, if you want to do a ten percent increase, all you need to do is if you increase your number of customers. So if you had a thousand, and you increase that by ten percent, that'd be eleven hundred, and If those 1,100 people increased their spending habit by 10%, that would be 110 PV. And let's say they increased their purchase by, you know, it doesn't really fall into us. So, let's just stay with with the 12, so, um, oh my gosh, I don't have my calculator here for the numbers. But if you do this, when you start to do this, numbers like go up exponentially. His number specifically was this. 1,000 customers, $100 per sale, and they bought twice. So yearly was 200000 So they bought twice in a year. They increased to 1,100. That was a 10% increase in number of customers. Their cost per sale um, increased 10%, so it was $110. And they increased their purchasing rate. By two percent, so it was two point two. That increased from two hundred thousand to two hundred sixty-six point. Oh wait, two hundred sixty-six thousand, which is a thirty-three percent increase. And if you took those customers, those thousand customers, and you did a twenty percent increase, that's twelve hundred customers now. And if they increase their dollars per their um, dollars per sale to one hundred one hundred twenty PV and they bought more often, like 2.4 times in a year, it was 345,600, which is a 70, well, almost a 73% increase. So those small little numbers, like increasing things by 10% can end up being a huge number at the uh, by the end, if you look at the numbers like that. Huge, 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 because um, those aren't big numbers when you talk about like a 10% increase. I mean, that's, you start breaking it down by the numbers, um, huge. Like, can you imagine what you could do with your young living business if you increased it 33% by only increasing a few things by a 10%? It's ridiculous. Uh, so, Tony talked about um, Jay, Haber, Jay Abraham's three ways to grow a business. Obviously, the want. First one is, well, increase the number of customers. And two is increase the transaction value, which goes back into increasing, like, how much they are purchasing, purchasing per month um, and frequency. So the number of customers, that's an easy one. If you want to increase the transaction value, well, let's go to the other easy one. If you want to increase the frequency, you get on sensory works because then they're on every month. The hard one that, that might be hard to, to think figure out, but we've got this figured out. So if you're gonna increase or help people buy more per month, then what you need to do is, is not do oils only. If anything, do household only because two things. One is they're replacing their replacement buying so that are instead of like doing the Walmart thing. Now they have the Thieves Foaming Hand Soap. They have the, the Thieves Laundry Soap. They have the Thieves Dishwasher Soap. They have the Thieves Dish Soap. They have the Thieves Fruit and Veggie Wash. Oh, my gosh. Those are, like, things you can pretty much buy every single month. And then on top of that, if they have – so this is, like, this is easy, like, increasing increasing your – basically, like, your monthly – income because everyone's like starting to buy more things that they can use more often. Um, so much easier than oils because you get have a bottle of abundance and, a, and the abundance could last seven to nine months. Dishwasher soap, maybe a month to two months. Uh, we always need dishwasher soap. Laundry soap, we always need laundry soap. So those are things that people need and they can buy every single month. Uh, but here's the other thing too is that you could get an accidental entrepreneur because if they have the thieves' laundry soap in their their laundry room, they have the dish soap on their counter, they have the thieves' foaming hand soap on every counter in the bathroom and the kitchen, and they have people coming over, uh, you know, using the kitchen, using the bathrooms, they're going to see this stuff and ask questions. And they might say, you know what, I really like like this better than what I'm using right now. That could be an accidental entrepreneur right there just because they have the stuff um, that everybody uses all the time and it's something that um, you can increase your monthly sales quickly and easily. Um, So the takeaway is don't keep pushing oils all the time because there's so much more stuff that Young Living does besides just oils. Well, I mean, the oils are in everything, but, um, I mean, just the household products alone could make a huge difference. So I'm going to give you uh, a a takeaway for this week, day by day. So today was kind of like a really pensive day. We talked about, you know, what you believe, what you think you believe, what you believe you can do. And so right now we're like, we're thinking about it like, okay. What do I believe? What do I think I can do? What do I believe I can do? Uh, so just think about it. Like, there's no reason to have the answer right now. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, just make that a like a self-compassion, forgiveness kind of like. Okay, so maybe I. Well, I'll just say this. It's okay that I don't know. It's okay that I don't know what I believe. It's okay that I don't, um, it's okay if things don't go the right way. It's okay that, you know, I've been wrong in the past. Like, just just let things go and say, you know, it's okay. I'm not going to judge myself. I don't know what I believe. I don't know what I don't believe. I'm just right here, and I'm just, I'm okay with it. Just leave that for tomorrow. So today we think about it. Tomorrow you're going to be like all messed up and go, I don't know what to believe anymore. I don't know what I can do. I'm starting to see these numbers, and I'm starting to see what people are doing, and I'm starting to see what I used to do. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm seeing what I did in the past, and then, you know, I'm torn between what these people are doing that are successful, and I'm torn between what I've done in the past that didn't work. So I don't know what to believe. Tomorrow, just let that set. It's okay. You don't know what to believe. Wednesday. Start thinking about where you belong. So instead of, you know, getting stuck in this, you know, what do you believe, start thinking about where do I belong? Do I belong do I belong at, at the Young Living Silver Club? Do I belong going on those trips? Do I belong going to GoPro, Mastermind, convention, um, all the Young Living events? Do I belong... In a coaching program, think about where you belong because if you start thinking about where you belong, that might change your mind as far as like where you what you believe. So now you're like kind of setting up your environment. So here's where I belong. Um, and I can tell you that one of the the big things that leaders talk about is also remember where you don't belong, because if you belong with people who are pessimists, people who are always broke people who can't pay for anything, that's a tough crowd to belong with. Versus if you start belonging with people who are go-getters, people who are, um, you know, they love buying organic food, people who belong doing a lot of things that you would like to be, maybe you should start belonging with that group because when you're starting with people like that, you start to become like those type of people. So Wednesday is just going to be like, where do I belong? Thursday, it might start to click because when we start talking about when we start talking about beliefs, beliefs are hard to get a grasp on, acknowledge, figure out what's going on. So this is going to be a step-by-step process. Thursday, things might start to click, and what I mean click is you might just wake up and you might have your mind made up, like oh, you know what. I believe I can do this. I believe I belong here. I believe I do. I believe this is what I do. I believe I'm going to be successful because I do this. So you're going to wake up Thursday and go, you know what? I'm going to do that. I believe that, and with that, because you had that just that mentality shift, miracles start to happen. Doors start to open. Um, all of a sudden, like maybe it's like. You want to look at, like, a fated conversation, like all of a sudden you're introduced to somebody or you randomly end up talking to somebody and it turns out to be um, one of the best things you've ever done. Who knows what it is? It could be a coach. It could be the best downline person you've ever had. It could be your most loyal customer. It could be... um, Who knows what it could be? But, I mean, a miracle could happen that day only because you kind of went through this process where, you know, today, Monday, you thought about it. Tuesday, you didn't know what to think because you're torn between the past and in, in the future and what you see people doing right now, so you have no clue what to believe. Wednesday, you know, you're trying to figure out where you belong, so like who do you belong with, what are you belong in, what do you belong doing. Thursday, it all clicks. Thursday. You know, anything could happen because now you you're, you've made that shift, mindset shift, and then Friday through the weekend, because it's kind of like usually how this this shift happens. Is that now you kind of have an idea of what you believe, you have an idea of where you belong. Now you need to stand up and and make yourself counted. Um, you need to show up for what you want. So if you believe that uh you belong in saturday morning training sessions with whoever maybe the young young living thing a young living thing or maybe it's a local young living thing and they do it every saturday well then register on friday because all of a sudden you're for for saturday that you know this is where you belong so like stand up and say you know what i'm in your group or maybe you are working on being a speaker so Join a Toastmasters and, and say on Friday, I'm gonna I'm joining a Toastmasters group. Don't need to work on my public speaking. Or I belong who knows where it is, but Friday, put it in action. Friday, you stand up, you say, Here I am, this is what I do, this is where I belong, this is what I believe, and I'm gonna do this. And most importantly, it's you're doing this because it's fair to you. And want to wrap this all together, because I love the plan words, is the word "believe." if you break that down, it's be and live. So if you're looking at what you believe, also think about who you want to be, what you want to be, how you want to be, uh, and then can you live in that? So you know, if you think you want to be Sir Richard Branson. Well, can you live with traveling that much? Can you live with, you know, losing a million dollars and then within 24 hours making a decision to either make changes or interview a bunch of people or ask your group what to do and have a decision made in, like, less than 24 hours? Because if you can't live that way, then maybe you should, like, pick a different thing. So really think about whatever you believe that – The end part of that is what you can live. If you can live it, then what you want to be is totally going to come together in what you believe. Um, So, you know, put yourself in that picture like, okay, I feel this way. I see it this way. I, uh, I think like this. And this is the way I want to live. And you can feel it. You can feel it. You can see it. You can experience it like this is how I can live. I can do, you know, and fill in the blank, because uh, there's all kinds of different ways that people think they can do, there's things people um, think that's what their story in life is. It could be, uh, well, I won't get into that, I'm just going to, I don't want to throw out ideas because then somebody might get stuck on an idea, but, so think about, like, who you want to be, what you want to be, how you want to be, how you want to feel, how do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? That's a great question. And then, you know, can you live that way? Can you live waking up at 5 a.m. Or every morning? Or can you wake up at 10 a.m. every morning? Or can you can you live with, who knows what it is, can you live with um, be on the phone for three hours a day? Maybe that's, you know, maybe that's part of the job because things don't come easy. Uh, it takes... 10,000 hours to become an expert. So you got to put in the time to become the expert slash professional. Uh, so with that, I'm going to leave you guys because I'm way past my time, even though I kind of like lost it with the first uh, five minutes with uh, the mute button off. So that's your job. That's your, that's your mission, your goal, your task for this week is figure out what you believe, figure out what you're worth, and then figure out how you can be that and how you can live that. And I'm going to unmute, unmute the lines here. This is not the first. It's the first time. No, it's not the first time. Thank you. No, Thank you so much. No. Thank you. Canton, Ohio.